Hi folks, Bob Main here with another episode of today's Survival Show. Helping you do what you can with what you have, wherever you are. This episode, I want to talk about some some modern survival tenets. And you're going to hear a little bit of a different type of episode from me. You're probably going to hear a little bit of a different type of podcast episode than you typically hear from most people in the survival community. You know, I like to keep things common sense. I don't go tinfoil hat on you. I like to keep it rooted in common sense, everyday life. And so, recently while taking a drive on a, on a business trip, going to make a sales call, I decided to take advantage of some windshield time and share with you some thoughts on what, what I really think that modern survivalists should be focusing on today in 2020. 16. Just just my opinions, and you're always welcome to differ. Folks, I'm an open-minded guy. I've always believed your mind is like a parachute. It works best when it is open. And I'm an open-minded guy. So, if you have an idea, or you have a correction for me, or you have an idea, or you want to add on to something, uh, I do have a voicemail you can call. 210-646-1727. I would love to hear from you. Area code 210-646-1727. Feel free to leave me a voicemail message of three minutes or less. You can ask a question, uh, whatever you'd like to do. All right, as you heard, my phone rang. I had to take a business call there and uh, got a little distracted. But anyway, I think that's pretty. Uh, that's a pretty good introduction there. So... Just a quick sound effect, brief break or something like that, and I'll get into the main topic. Okay, I just want to talk about some basically general modern survival tenets that I think are important in today, in 2016. You know, as I'm recording this, it's February 1st, 2016. And things are quite different than they were 30 or 40 years ago. There are different concerns that maybe many of us have that don't really pertain uh, to as they did 30 or 40 years ago. So I want to talk about some things that I, I feel have been working for me and again, they've been working for me. doesn't necessarily mean they work for you. But as I like to say, take the best and leave the rest. That means take the best of what you hear from me and leave the rest. If the rest of it is not good for you, then throw it out. But if you listen to each episode, pick up one or two good ideas, then I think it's worth your time listening. It's worth my time doing it. So some basic modern survival tenets. First of all, Let's talk about relationships. Uh, this is in no particular order, but I do think relationships are incredibly important. I, I, one of the challenges that I see a lot of people, a lot of survivalists uh, do, one of their challenges, one of the mistakes I think that they make, is they become isolationists. And I think that's not a good move. Uh, it First of all, it leads to criticism of modern survivalists. And I don't like that because, you know, prepping and survivalism has become or is becoming more and more mainstream. I mean, it used to be mainstream, used to be part of our culture. It's the way our grandparents and our great-grandparents lived, and then we've gotten away from it, right? 
Now people are sort of waking up because of all the different threats, because of terrorism and because of economic situations and the political climate and the uncertainty of what's going on. It's, there's a lot of people that are really starting to pay attention now. I think you'd probably agree with me on that. Maybe, maybe you are somewhat new to this. Maybe just recently you started paying attention to getting prepared for Stink Hit the Fan events, whether they're minor or major. And maybe you're now part of that emerging group that is starting to pay attention out there. So what do I mean by relationships? Well, you have to think about it. You know, if the stink hits the fan, if something happens to where you have to start now relying on your preps, there's probably going to be a very good chance that you're not totally prepared. I know a lot of you like to think so. Oh, I'm prepared for anything, Bob. Come on. Anything. I've been doing this a long time. I don't think there's any way you can be prepared for everything. Because events can be so unpredictable. You might think that you got it nailed. You've thought this through a hundred different ways and and you've got it, right? Sure enough, it's going to throw you a curveball. Life throws you curveballs. And, you know, being a good modern survivalist is improving our lives today and being successful and surviving after this thing hits the fan. I think the the better you can strengthen your life today, the easier it is going to be for you to withstand a stink hit the fan event. Would you agree? That's That's the goal. So the relationships that you have are going to help you get through and obtain what you need that you have not been able to prep for. Again, you can't prep for 100% of everything. So then you're going to be at a point, and this is probably after the stink hits the fan, you're going to be at a point where you're going to think to yourself, all right, who do I know that can help me with this problem? You know? I've got a broken down bug out vehicle, for example. Alright, who do I know that is really good at fixing automobiles that can help me out? Or who do I know that is really good at sourcing inexpensive parts so I can fix my bug out vehicle myself? Okay, a lot of times, you know, you put a couple heads together and you can solve a problem. So, if you're in a situation where it's it's gotten real bad and either you can't afford to go get your vehicle fixed this is just an example I'm coming up with here either you can't afford to get your vehicle fixed or there's really you know nobody that's immediately available and you got to do this work yourself maybe you've got a friend who's really good at doing it but if you haven't built that relationship ahead of time it might be might be much more difficult to secure the help that you need, right? Maybe you've got a friend or a relative who is in the medical profession. Maybe they're a doctor. Maybe they're a nurse. Maybe if you're like me, first aid is not one of my strong points. Uh, I really need to get better at it, but it's not one of my strong points right now. You see, folks, when I do this podcast, this is this this helps me too. This this whole thing is a it, this is a big journey for me. It helps me get better. Putting together these shows and doing these podcasts and getting this information out to you helps me, too. It's one of the reasons why I do this. 
So maybe you've got somebody that you know that is uh, uh, in the medical field. They're a physician or they're a nurse or they're a paramedic and they're good at first aid. But it wouldn't work out for you if you hadn't built the relationship in advance. So if you're taking notes or you're just making a mental recording of this or whatever, you know, put down relationships. You've got to build relationships. Don't be an isolationist. You know, that's one of the things that frustrates me about the political election going on right now for U.S. president is, you know, we got we, there are some candidates out there that really promote a lot of isolationism. You know, saying things like, well, America needs to, you know, stick to just taking care of America and leave everybody else alone. To an extent, that's true. But we can't carry that too far, folks. We have to have a relationship with other countries. There will be times where we are going to need other countries to help us. And if we don't have that relationship with them... They're not going to come to our aid. So withdrawing into an isolationistic view or an isolationistic strategy might not be real smart when we need to cash in on the relationship that we have. You follow? And, you know, I know we have a lot of problems at home. And yes, what we do need to do, I would say, and I, I try not to get too much into politics on this show. I really, tr- I really try to avoid it. So I'm not really trying to sway you one way or the other as to how to think and vote politically here when I say this, but the United States of America leaders need to build better relationships with other countries. We cannot just withdraw into this isolationistic state and say, oh, well, you know, forget the rest of the world. We don't need them. We'll just, we'll just take care of us and we'll strengthen us and let the rest be. It, the world doesn't work that way anymore, folks. And maybe it worked that way 50 to 100 years ago, but it doesn't work that way anymore. This is a global economy. This, we're all, you know, the world is becoming a smaller and smaller place. Security is worldwide. Security is not just in the United States. So we've got to have these working relationships uh, with other countries. And I, I'm, I'm not going to name names, but I kind of bristle a little bit when I hear some politicians out there talk about, you know, ceasing ties with uh, certain places. Now, I understand and support ceasing a relationship and negotiating with terrorists and people who want to kill us. I get that. I get that. But there are countries out there that might not be real friendly to the United States, but they're not trying to kill us, but we still need to have a relationship with them. Okay? We still need to have some kind of a working relationship and a trade with them, and we need to build political capital with them, so to speak. Again, they may not be our biggest fans, and we, not, we might not be their biggest fans. We might not like certain things that they do. But we have to have a relationship with them so that they're less likely to turn on us when the stink hits the fan globally. All right, that's all I'll say on that. But what about you personally? Who are the friends that you know? You know, I've talked so much about building a survival network. And and on this show, today's survival show, there I've done several episodes where I've interviewed people and even I've talked about it myself. Building a survival network, a survival team. 
Uh, I've had Glenn Tate on here, the author of the book series, 299 Days. If you haven't read those books, by the way, go to my Amazon store and purchase those books either in audio format or uh, in electronic format or even uh, paperback if you want to buy it that way. You can use Today's Survival Amazon Store. Just go to todayssurvival.com, click the Amazon Store. Hey, by the way, anything you buy on Amazon supports the show. And uh, let Amazon pay me. I'm an affiliate with them. You don't even have to spend any extra money. How cool is that? So anyway, I've had Glenn Tate and I've had other people on here talking about relationships. And a lot of you who listen to this show right now... You can build relationships even by the, you know through the internet. You can join today's survival show forum, and I want to highly encourage you to join our forum. It's an excellent group. There hasn't been a whole lot of activity on the forum lately, but I'd like to put out a call to all of you listening to this. Um, would you mind getting back on the forum? And there's a lot of information being shared on there. I'd like to get a discussion going. I see. I can just see by some of the posts that many of you, even though you live several states away from each other, you're still building a relationship. You're building a relationship with other people out there. And that's good. You know, you never know how that could help you out. Uh, You never know how a stink hit the fan event's going to go down. And maybe somebody that you know in another state may be able to help you at the particular time when the stink hits the fan. Or maybe they can send you something. Or maybe they can still give you some advice. Don't always assume that all communication is going to be cut off. Especially the internet. The internet could definitely still be up, and you can still t- you still might be able to be communicating with other people. And so, if you've built a relationship through today's survival show, I think that's awesome. Now, there's there are other podcasts out there and other survival and uh, preparedness forums out there, and you'll notice that a lot of them have groups. And, you know, they encourage people in each other's areas. Uh, Here I am in South Texas, in the San Antonio area. And there are a lot of people in Texas that get to know each other. And even though Texas is a big state, you know, Texas is like, you know, four or five other states put together. Sometimes even more, depending on what your state is. Texans still like to stick together. So I encourage that. You know, relatives... Uh, hey, folks, we all have relatives we don't like, right? <laughs> How many of you do? I'm going to throw my hand up in the air right now. Yeah, I got relatives I don't like. But I also have relatives, and even those that I don't like, they do have specific skills, and they've got specific knowledge. And there could be a time, and so the way I'm thinking is there could be a time I may need to enlist their help and their skill. So here's what I'm saying to you. Try the best you can not to alienate people. This is all part of relationship building. And I'm talking about subjects right now that don't get talked about a lot in survival podcasts and forums and internet sites, do they? Right? Think about it. How many people are out there talking about strengthening relationships, not alienating people, and things like that. Not many, because I listen to a lot of them out there, and I don't hear that talked about that. I hear a lot of gear talked about. I hear a lot of strategies talked about. I hear a lot of technical things talked about that, you know, my generator will do this, and, you know, my... Um, I can I can can this way, and I can grow this in my garden, and I can do that, and all this kind of stuff. I hear all that. I hear all that, and that's all good stuff, but I don't hear 
too much about what people are doing to get together to identify each other's skill and share each other's skill skill sets and to scare to share each other's knowledge. The next tenet I want to talk about is don't let your list get too long. Don't let your survival and preparedness list get too long. Don't become a jack of all trades and a master of none. Now, some people might say, well, Bob, what's wrong with being a jack of all trades? I, I need to have a wide base of knowledge if, if the stink hits the fan. Yes, you should have a decent wide base of knowledge, but you need to find two or three areas that you can master. And I'll tell you why. Okay? Because when you become a master, and when I say master, we never perfect anything. But it, I'm talking about being extremely good. When you become extremely good at two or three things, not only do you prep real well in those areas, but you also develop a skill or product that you can barter. Okay, and I'm a real big fan of bartering. I always have been a big fan of bartering. You know, folks, really, bartering is nothing more than salesmanship. I know, I know. Some of you think oh, I could never be a salesperson. You need to learn some people skills. That's going to be coming up. I'm going to put that up. I'm going to be talking about that shortly as another tenant. But you, you got to have some people skills to at least be able to learn how to barter, because the time may come where that's all you can do is barter some goods. Or services. So pick two or three things that you're real good at. I'm good at providing security. I'm good at providing self-defense. I'm good at learning how to prep and solidify myself financially. And I can teach others how to do that. And I'm also fairly good at being a good communicator and a good leader. All right, so I believe that these are skills that I could that I could use that I could even trade. Okay, uh, I've got a lot of knowledge on on security, on keeping your home and your property secure and yourself secure. I've got a lot of knowledge on teaching you how to um, defend yourself, not just with a gun, but in many other ways as well. And there are a lot of people that you know may not be so, quite so good at that. I'm pretty good at building relationships, and I'm pretty good at, at communicating and getting a message across. And make no mistake about it, folks, when this thing hits the fan, there are going to be people. You're, you're probably going to form groups. You're probably going to get together, and there are going to have to be people, one or two people in your group, that are going to have to interact with other people, get the message out, learn how to negotiate. You know, things like that. Negotiating is a very important skill, not just after this thing hits the fan, throughout your life. Negotiating is a very important skill. You need to learn how to get something done and how to get your point across and how to make a deal with somebody. Especially, think about it, after the stink hits the fan, when resources are extremely scarce, there could be a lot of deal-making going on. So those are some of my strengths, and I continue to work hard to build those up and to get real good at those. But I'm also trying to learn a wide variety of skills. And I think that that's important. So you need to know a lot about several things. 
But become an expert in two or three. And don't get frustrated trying to become an expert of 15 different survival tenets. Don't, you know, don't try to say, I'm going to be an expert in everything I do. That's impossible. But just have a decent knowledge of it and, and hone your skills down to two or three. Now, let's talk about the next one, alternative sources of income. You see... Again, something else that's not talked about a lot. Because, ladies and gentlemen, as you're listening to this podcast right now, you need to be generating alternative sources of income. Why? Let's take a quick break, and I'm going to come back and talk about that. This is Clay from Skilled Gentleman Podcast. You're listening to today's survival show with Bob Maine. Okay, I'm back. What is the most common objection that you hear people say? Or what is the most common challenge that people face in trying to get more prepared? Most people say, I don't have enough... Yeah, yeah, you probably already finished the sentence. Money. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough money to acquire all the preps. Why not? Why don't you have enough money? Oh, Bob, I'm working two jobs. I can barely make ends meet working two jobs. I understand. I get that. I've been there, done that. Been in that situation. Then make one of your goals to develop a second source of income. And I don't even care if it's an extra $100 a month. You'd be amazed how much just $100 a month will help people. And it's not that hard to just earn an extra 100 bucks a month. Now... There are two ways, there's basically two ways to have an extra couple hundred dollars a month available to you. First of all, I have a question. How many of you here could really use an extra couple hundred dollars a month? How many of you listening to this podcast right now, how many could, could use an extra 200 a month? It's not that hard. I, I see that there's two ways to do it, and this will help you increase your preps. You can either find a way to make an extra couple hundred dollars a month, or you can find a way to save a couple hundred dollars a month, or a little bit of both. Let's say you find a way to save a hundred and then make a hundred. Well, now your net income really is two hundred dollars extra per month because you're 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 saving a hundred bucks and you're making a hundred dollars. Okay, see, it's pretty much that simple. A lot of people think, i got to go out and i got to make extra money. Not always. Just figure out ways to cut. Um, things that you can sell off, for example. Uh, how many of you own stuff that you can sell off that you really don't need? Yeah. you got stuff maybe that you can sell off and you can start raising... And putting out, uh, putting together an emergency fund by selling stuff. Get on eBay. Get on Craigslist. Get on uh, what are some of those uh, some of those other sites? Offer up and apps like that. There's all kinds of apps where people are are selling stuff. You, you can do that kind of thing, and you can generate fast cash. So get your family together and start going through some things that you just don't need. And sell it off. What can you cut out of your life that you just don't need? And see if you can 
if you can cut back a hundred dollars a month and let's say you sell some stuff and you make five hundred dollars on what you sell alright there you go there's five months let's say your goal is to save an extra five hundred dollars or save an extra hundred dollars a month well there's five months worth of savings right there if, if your goal is to put away an extra five hundred if you can find some stuff you don't need and sell it off make five hundred bucks you're ahead of the game now what can you do to make an extra hundred dollars a month there's all kinds of things hey I'll be right up front and I'll tell you I make far more than a hundred dollars a month podcasting now I don't make I don't get rich podcasting I'm right now I'm in my car driving to an appointment for my real job I'm still I am still and always probably will be a professional salesperson uh, I'm in my 30th year now of outside sales, and I love it, and I'm and I'm pretty successful. You know, I'm not the world's greatest salesman out there, but I'm, I'm I've made a pretty healthy living going out selling stuff. It's something I've always just loved to do. So I'm taking advantage of some windshield time here in the mobile studio, talking to you about prepping. But for about six years now, I've been doing this podcast, and and there are several ways that I make a small little income from this podcast you notice I don't have sponsors and that's on purpose I could be making a whole lot more money you know with sponsors paying me every month but I choose not to do that for your benefit I don't want to run a bunch of commercials that you have to listen to or that you gotta you know deal with or fast forward or whatever to me that's just kind of irritating besides that I don't want to be hold I don't want to be tied into what a sponsor wants I want to be able to freely talk about stuff and not have to worry about whether I'm upsetting one of my sponsors so I rely on generous listeners like you I rely on generous listeners like you to go to my Amazon store when you want to make an Amazon purchase just go to today's survival.com click on the Amazon store and make your purchases that way so that Amazon pays me some money I rely on you to join, like, for example, uh, the Shooters Club. I'm, I'm involved with a friend of mine named Ben Branham, and we've put together a really nice video website exclusively only for Shooters Club members. And even though you listen to this show, you can join the Shooters Club and learn how to shoot your firearms better. They're instructional videos for only $8 a month. Pretty cool. Um, and there's going to be a lot of really nice incentives coming up again for Shooters Club members. We gave away a gun towards the end of last year and some holsters and a lot of people really enjoyed that and got a lot out of it uh, so you know that's one way that's our, it's another way that I make a, a small income from doing this podcast so there are all kinds of things and so I generate more than a hundred dollars a month doing it the, uh, remember just a few, you know, five or ten minutes ago, I told you to get good at some of your skills. Well, maybe you can sell some of your skills right now. All right? I'm just going to, I'm going to use an example. Maybe you're a good mechanic. You know, maybe you can help somebody once a month. Get the word out that you're willing to help somebody fix their cars. And maybe you can make an extra hundred bucks a month doing that. You know, whatever it is, let's say you are real good at canning, or let's say you're very good at gardening, or let's say you're very good at first aid. Have you ever thought about getting involved in teaching some classes on this, on, on, on your knowledge? Maybe if you're a little bit shy, get together with somebody else and say, hey, would you like to team up with me and uh, offer some basic classes? See... 
I think one of the best ways to make a little bit of extra money is to sell your knowledge. The, the human the human condition is is we we are sponges for knowledge. We we love to get more knowledge, and many people will pay for more knowledge. Don't sell yourself short, ladies and gentlemen. People will pay for knowledge. How about selling some of your knowledge? How about doing some seminars? If you just do one seminar a month and you get a half a dozen people to come to your seminar and pay $25. Six people times 25. There's more than your extra $100 a month. Okay? That's $150 a month. You're getting close. And you know what? The better you get at this stuff, maybe you can make an extra 200 Get that alternate source of income. Two or three alternate sources of income. If you're an investor, uh, it's been kind of tough lately to make money on your investments. But even if you're making a little, you know, that, that contributes. But I think that there's probably no greater return than yourself. You know, investing in yourself. You're the greatest asset you have. I really believe that. You're the greatest investment that you have. You can pay you the highest return of anything. You can generate for yourself a higher return than the stock market or than a real estate transaction. Selling your knowledge. Think about that. And it's a way to make extra money. And then you can probably diminish the excuse where you say, Well, Bob, I don't have enough money to to prep the way I want to. Well, start saving and earning. Saving and earning. Saving and earning. I've been making a mental list in my head, and I'm going to be writing it down. you got to write these lists down, by the way, too, folks, of things that I want to sell. Okay, and uh, we have an emergency fund. My wife and I are big Dave Ramsey fans, and we, we you know, for years, since about the, the year 2006, we have uh, uh, adhered to the Dave Ramsey philosophy. We had to go into a little bit of debt recently for some dental work, but that is nearly paid off, because, and that's the only debt that we had uh, other than our house. Uh, we don't have any, any uh, automobile debt. We don't have any credit card debt. We had a little bit of medical debt for some dental bills. And, of course, my recent cancer treatments caused some medical debt, too. Uh, Not much. God has blessed me with good insurance. Oh, boy, I tell you what. You know, ladies and gentlemen, most of you know my faith. Most of you know I am a Christian. Okay, I believe in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, who came to this earth, died, rose again for the remission of my sins. I don't mind admitting that publicly. That is my faith. I believe that 100%. I'm not saying that you have to. I would like for you to, but you don't have to. I'm not going to alienate you, and I'm not going to say that you're not a good survivalist or a good person if you don't share my beliefs. But that's my belief. God also blessed me with a good job and good insurance. So when I had to go through all of my cancer treatments, it only cost me about... $6,000 out of my pocket for all of the cancer treatments that I had. So that's added a little bit of medical debt too. But the cool thing about medical debt is medical debt has no interest as long as you work out a a payment arrangement with them. So our our small little bit of dental debt is uh, almost paid off. And we've paid off about a third of the six grand that we owe for my cancer treatments. 
Okay? Uh, so having good insurance is critical. Uh, I, I feel sorry for people that don't have good health insurance. Uh, and you know what? Uh, I'm not going to get too political here, but everything that's been done in the last several years to, quote, improve our health insurance program has done nothing. It's made it worse, ladies and gentlemen. It's made it worse. Let's admit the facts. It's made it worse. But I am blessed. I am truly blessed. And I give 100% thanks to God for that. So we live by the Dave Ramsey philosophy. And there's there's some things that I want to sell still to be able to take out a big chunk of that debt. And I, and I think that's important. And, you know, I've heard people say, you know, Bob, I don't believe in paying off debt because, hey, if the stink hits the fan, if it gets really bad out there, the debts I owe, they're not going to matter. I disagree with you, and here's why. First of all, from a moral standpoint, I think that I think it's the right moral thing to do to pay your debts. Okay? I don't... When I, when I meet... When I meet my Creator, after I'm... F- after he decides I'm done on this earth and I meet my creator and that there, and there will be a judgment day and when he asks me why did you neglect your debt I don't want to have to answer that question okay so I believe that there's a moral obligation whatever the debt is you know people gave you that money or, or, or gave you that money on credit or you made a promise that you were going to pay that money, I think you have a moral obligation to fulfill that promise. Just my opinion. Besides that, people who say, oh, that's not going to matter after this thing hits the fan. You know, who's going to be around to collect it? You know what? Order will get restored eventually. I I firmly believe that. You know, if we get to a situation where the stink has hit the fan so bad that order is never going to be restored, well, then that's pretty much... That's pretty much the end. And that's when I believe that Christ is coming back to settle things once and for all. So there, yeah. If that's the point we're at, well then, you know, you can forget about everything and you better be make sure that you're right with the Lord. But until if and when that happens, if it's like a minor stink hit the fan event, or even if it's kind of like a medium grade stink hit the fan... Order will get restored. And things will start eventually running again. And you'll still be able, you'll still be expected to pay that debt. So don't think it's just going to magically go away. A lot of people think that. I think it's wishful thinking on a lot of people's part. That their debt's just going to magically go away if the stink hits the fan. So they don't care about running up debt. Debt's a killer. It is a 100% killer. It will kill you. And I'll tell you what. It is a good feeling... To go to sleep at night, knowing that if I got fired today from my job, that we could go over a year and pay all of our bills out of our savings account. Over a year. Maybe even longer. Now, you know, there we've, we've had some things go our way. Uh... I've made a real healthy income the last five or six years. Okay? My wife has a small inheritance that she got. And 
there's some other things that have helped us out. I've been able to figure out ways to make a little extra money, like I've just told you. Okay, so this is uh, this is a tenant that I'm talking about here that that helps right now. It's helping me and my family right now, and it's really going to strengthen our position if the stink hits the fan. All right, I do have more that I want to say on this, but I'm going to save that for the next episode. Um, I think I've given you some things to kind of think about and chew on for a while and run them through your brain and see where it takes you. And I would enjoy your feedback. So join the forum, Today's Survival Show forum. Go to www.todayssurvival.com. Click the forum button. Please send me an email after you sign up because once you register, your account's not automatically approved. I have to approve it. It's the best way I know how to keep spammers out. That way I know that you're a listener. The people I want on the forum are real listeners that really want to contribute, not spammers or not people that just want to, um, you know, lurk around and not contribute. I, I want people that, that want to contribute. So send me an email, bob at todayssurvival.com, and say, Hey, Bob, I joined the forum, and my username is XYZ. And tell me what your username is, and I will approve your account uh, probably in 12 hours or less. And uh, that's it, folks. Thanks for listening to another episode of today's Survival Show. It's my goal to help you do what you can with what you have, what, wherever you are. The next episode, I'm going to expand some more on some basic survival, modern survival tenets. I'll talk to you next time. Goodbye.